0: Financial literacy and the human condition. Welcome to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Ram. Good morning, I'm Jess Tyler, and welcome to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Ram. Good morning. Good morning, Jess. How are you? I'm good. Are you surviving all this humidity? I don't like this high, high heat. Well, I would rather be hot than cold, so. Yeah. But even in the cold weather, I mean, I
1: don't, I don't see the point in complaining about the weather, you know. I'm doing it anyway.
0: I'm doing it anyway because I'm too poor to afford a pool, especially with everything going on right now.
1: Well, but it's an interesting angle, actually, Jess, because what do you do about the weather? You can't control it, so you dress for it, right? You bring an umbrella. You prepare ahead of time. You're going on a trip. You bring extra clothes. Well, guess what? What? The same thing of the economic climate. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do about this? I mean, you know, at a broad level, yes, there are some things that can be done politically, but right now what we've got is about 70% of the people in America believe that we're heading into a recession. It feels like it, for sure. Yeah, that was perfect that you said it feels like it, because that's exactly my point. Mm. (laughs) So the first thing to understand is what a recession is versus a depression. Now, recession can lead into depression, but the words are so close that sometimes when they're used economically, people immediately, they hear recession and they start to panic. Mm -hmm. I don't want people panicking. I do want them paying attention. So a recession is just a significant economic decline that lasts for more than a few months. Well, guess what? We've had a lot of them, and we come out of them. But you can prepare yourself for these and sort of foolproof, you know, your finances against it if you pay attention now. So... You know, when you said it feels like this, there are some statistics that say up to 85% or 88% of the people feel like we're heading into a recession, but that's not necessarily about the hard numbers, Mm -hmm. interestingly enough. And when you look at the hard numbers, we do have the kinds of things that make a perfect storm about a recession. We have inflation, high inflation. We have rising interest rates. We have increased cost of housing and rents. When you see those things coming together, we talking heads start talking about recession.
0: And I think it feels worse right now because it's coming on the heels of a pandemic. So it just feels like a couple of bad years financially.
1: Yeah. Well, things tend to feel cumulative to us like that. It's like... um, experiencing a death. The first death you feel is horrendous. You, you know, you don't quite know what to do with those emotions. And the next one, you're remembering the first person who died. And you sort of collect this grief along the way until finally you turn the corner and you become almost numb to it. Mm-hmm. So with finance, again, another metaphor, but I think we do that with finance. We beat our head against the brick wall trying to get better at it, get better at it, get better at it. Until finally, we just don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever, that money thing, I'm just not good at it. I can't do anything. We throw our hands up and we just ignore it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we do have these factors that I'm talking about that make us look as if we might be heading into a recession, but there are also some bright spots right now. We have a strong job market. We have rising wages. The people point to this and say, well, I don't know. Does that feel like recession? But the point is that people feel like there's a recession. And if you talk to individual business owners, you'll hear people saying, I think I'm going to go up on my prices, or I've already gone up on my prices. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, that's because they had to. Their costs rose. And in other cases, it's because they feel like something is coming. They need to prepare for it. Everybody else has gone up on prices. Why not me? We jump on the bandwagon, and there we go with higher prices. And that's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy. As we get higher and higher and higher prices, we get more over our seas in the market, and we get the feds to jump in. They rise interest rates. They cool things down. It goes too fast. We can move into recession. All right, enough of the
0: economic babble. What are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. So a lot of the things talk- are food and gas are the kind of things you can't do ah. without.
1: Yeah, right. But there are things you can do. Now, first of all, food. You brought up food. So let's talk about that for a minute.
0: You know, people can
1: think about buying in bulk. However, if you're like me, you know, you live alone. Buying in bulk is not exactly the best way for you to save money all the time. Mm -hmm. And you sometimes will be putting out too much cash flow. So you pay $25 for six tubes of toothpaste, and it takes you a year to use those. And that tied up 25 of your dollars that you could have been doing something else with. Mm -hmm. So in food, there are lots of things you can do, like I say get a partner. If you want to shop at a wholesale store or a discount store and you want to buy things in bulk get somebody else in the similar situation as you, buy the products together, split the cost, split the products. You tie up less of your cash, you still get a great deal, and you had a friend to do it with.
0: Yeah. Um, I used to do that with BJ's in Greenfield. My sister was the only one that had the card, so we would go together. I would take advantage of her membership, and then we right. would split whatever we got.
1: Right. I'm sure BJ's wouldn't love that if we told them, but <laughs> hey, who's
0: selling them right now? It's kind of oh, like th- Netflix. We all use the same password.
1: Oh, my gosh. It's so funny when we try to do these things. All right. So you can do things like that. Obviously, you know, trying to uh, make the best use of your leftovers, reinvent food, don't waste it, shop at discount stores when you can, you know, those kinds of things, you can limit your food costs. Maybe you start to look at whether you're going to buy the turkey that's on sale, or you're going to buy the ham that you always buy, even though it's twice the price. Mm -hmm. So you know, you pay attention to that. Now, a lot of people are already doing that and they're saying, yeah, well, I've already trimmed my grocery bill as much as I can. Yeah, you might have. So look someplace else, like gas. You mentioned gas costs. You know, there's a, I use an app called Gas Buddy, but there's probably a million of them where you just, you know, ask where are the best gas prices and through social input, people are, logging where the gas prices are and sometimes you'll find you know 15 20 cents a gallon difference and then if you can pick up these loyalty cards up the street from me as a cumberland farms and they do like 10 cents off a gallon and then you get you know if you attach it to your checking account so you can just pay automatically Mm -hmm. 10 cents on off and then they give you a free coffee or whatever when you pump so many gallons there's another gas station right the road from me In beating that price, even without the loyalty card, and they have a loyalty card that drops another five cents a gallon off. So, you know, don't discount those things. I kept track of it on my phone hundreds of dollars a year you save easily on gas. So, think about those things. Now, when we talk about gas, you, you say one word, and it just, you know, I just start thinking about all the places you save money. One of the things I think we did better that a couple of years ago, pre COVID, Mm-hmm. than we do now, is to think about organizing our trips better in cars, particularly when it comes to putting other people in our cars. So we used to think, hey, you know, our kids all go to soccer together. You pick them up one day, I'll pick them up the next, and we'll cut our trips in half.
0: Yeah, carpooling then, is definitely back.
1: Yeah, COVID came and people stopped doing it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So now, you know, it may be definitely back, but if it's not in your household, think about cutting your gas costs in half. And just, you know, organizing your trips, thinking about that. So there are some obvious things you can do, and then there are some less obvious things that people aren't thinking about. Let's talk about one of the obvious ones right now that you would think everybody would be doing already, and yet I meet way too many people who are not doing this. Oh, I'm
0: curious to see if I'm going to be one of the ones that's not, okay. Cutting the cord. Are we talking cable? Yes, we're
1: talking cable. I I tell you, corporate America must hate me by now. But this is what I do. I try to save the public money, right?
0: Yeah, I've done this. I've uh, done it. Do you mind saying how you did it? Well, because a lot of the premium services now, like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and HBO Max, you can kind of just piecemeal what you want, and cable was costing me, I think, a hundred and seventy dollars a month. So even mm-hmm. if you have four or five of the services of the, you know, on the places you like, like Hulu, usually has the shows the day after. It's still like seventy or eighty bucks. It's still not great, but it's you know more than half of what I was paying before.
1: Exactly. I did this years ago myself, and I tell clients about this. There are so many ways you can do this. You can buy a little fire stick. You can get a smart TV. You can I what I did is I used a a product called DirecTV now, which is not the satellite dish. Mm-hmm. It's internet based. And it I think you can buy it as low as 35 bucks a month. I think mine is 55 or whatever. And I tacked on whatever else I might want, you know, a Netflix or something. But I recently spoke to a gentleman who had DirecTV. And he was so proud of himself. He said, I finally cut the cord. I got rid of the satellite dish on my roof. roof and I went with my local internet company. And I told him about DirecTV now. And, and he got really irritated. He said, why didn't DirecTV tell me that? <laughs> and I said, well, I, I mean, you figure that out, right? But, you know, a couple hundred dollars a month to watch TV, you can trim that if you want to. Cell phones is another thing. I see cell phone bills, several hundred dollars every month. For your cell phone bill. People include the cost of phones in there. They have high plans. If you are over 55, most of the over 55, not even 65, five, five, double nickel, most of the cell phone companies have a plan. Do they tell you about them? They're not going to call you and say, happy birthday. Here's a lower rate.
0: Mm-hmm. What is the plan? I didn't know about it. So you just call them up and say, hey, I'm over 55. I hear... Your competitors have an over 55
1: plan. Do you have one? And they'll say, Yeah, now your bill is, you know, 50 bucks a month instead of 100. Oh, that's or, awesome. Or whatever it is. So, yeah. But you have to ask. You have to ask. Now, if you are really on the low-income side, according to the government tables, and it's not as low as you might think, especially mm-hmm. if you have more people in your household, then you might qualify for a lot of things, including, while we're on the topic of cell phones, a free smartphone with 300 minutes of data every month through safelink.org. It's a government program. You file an application. They give you a phone done deal. If you don't use all the data, it rolls over into the next month, so you can actually build up data. Even if you're if you're paying for your kid's cell phone and your kid is off at college mm-hmm. and not living in the household and they have limited to no income, guess what? They could get this free cell phone and you could reduce your cell phone bill. So, you know, really think about these kinds of things. The last thing I'll say right now, is, because we'll get into some more detailed, uh, deeper financial stuff in the second half, but The last thing I'll say right now is if you're planning to sell some things, you know, gee, I've been meaning to sell that bicycle, that guitar, whatever you've got. Start thinking about doing it now. You want to sell it before, if we go into a recession, before prices are low. Mm. And you want to squirrel the money away and see this possible recession, if you can, as an opportunity to buy at a lower price later. So it kills me, Jess, when people are saying, but I better buy a house now because mortgage rates are going up. Yeah. I mean, it depends on how long-sighted you are, how far-sighted you are. Because, you know, if, the, if we go into a recession, and if a recession only lasts a few months, you might be looking at, you know, a year from now, much lower housing prices. Do you want to be buying then or selling then? So, you know, I know these topics are, they sound like the things that, you know, financial gurus talk about over lunch, and they are. But uh-huh. they're not tricky, You just have to pay attention to them and start to think about yourself, have some faith in yourself about the fact that you can do this. You know whether to buy a car when the prices are at the highest level or the lowest level. Mm -hmm. Apply that to everything else that you do. And again, we'll talk about the deeper financial stuff in the second half a little bit. I want to talk about whether you take your Social Security, your 401k, what are you doing with your safe money so you're not going broke safely, but... I just want people to really think about this. These are things that you can always do to make your finances better. Whether we head into a recession or not, what would you lose by tightening your belt a little bit and maybe reorganizing your thoughts a little and not wasting money? I hope that's helpful to somebody out there who's thinking, you know, what am I going to do? There might be a recession. This is going to be awful.
0: And if people want a few more personal tips, how can they get a hold of you? Oh, I never give those out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding, obviously. They can reach us at 413- 773 3333 or on the web at hugyourmoney.com.
0: And we will have part two of financial fitness with the money doctor, Dr. Francis Ram, coming up next, right here on WHMP.